0: You're listening to the Tool Station Western League podcast with Ian Knockolds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 18 of the Tool Station Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockolds, and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by the editor of the Tool Station Western League Bulletin. It is Mr Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, no, I'm doing, doing pretty well. Thanks. Nice to join you. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm just probably Good. thawed out from my trip to oh, Radstock gosh, yeah. on Saturday.
1: It's been, it's turned, hasn't it? It's definitely got colder. It was certainly. bitingly cold, but yeah, I think yeah.
0: we'd all, we all prefer the cold to the wet because the we wet do. kills football. Um, That's but, true. But uh, we can still watch a game even if we are frozen solid, which, uh, which I mm. certainly was by the end of that game uh, on um, uh, on Saturday. Uh, that will be one of the games that um, I think we'll be covering in our roundup. But in terms of the interviews, uh, we've got two of the big hitters. In the Tall Station Western League, Matt Cusack, the manager of Helston Athletic. And for the first time this season, we speak to Lee Perks, the manager of Brislington. Um, they're both coming up in this episode of the podcast. But we will kick things off not on Saturday, the 25th of November, Tom, but on Friday, the 24th of November, because I do I know you love a <laughs> bit of Friday night football.
1: Always, always. Uh, and it was, uh, yeah, pretty well. Pretty big game in the uh, in the Premier Division and a uh, big crowd down there to see over 250 uh, 50 in attendance at Nailsea on on Friday night. But it was the away side who uh, who took home the three points. Uh, Bridgewater obviously had a uh, an interesting week, I think we can say, and uh, they they ended it on a high, uh, a one nil win. Uh, Ross Edwards scoring the only goal of the game and that was a a header after 57 minutes and uh, yeah that proved to be enough and that uh, did take them top of the table at the at the time Um, so yeah big big result for for United after yeah after an interesting few days.
0: Yeah certainly the perfect way to cap off a difficult week and Mm. um, I'm going to give a special shout out to Josh Thomas um, a journalist who joins us on our our press pass episodes of the of the Toolstation Western League, of course, um, regular listeners will know that um, um, Josh um, covers Nausea and Tickenham and um, he was at that game and he's posted some excellent post-match interviews after that on social media. So I thoroughly recommend that. Um, I thoroughly recommend the listeners um, give those a watch if they if they can. Now then, moving on to Saturday the 25th of November, high-flying Clevedon Town took on Street. Now, I had this one billed, Tom, as the irresistible force meeting (laughs) the immovable object. I guess something had to give, but it was a close run affair.
1: Yeah, it definitely was. And uh, yeah, as you say, high-flying Clevedon, Keeping pace with the top two, Uh, it's uh, yeah, good stuff at the moment from them, and uh, yeah, another another three points for a two-one win uh, over Street, and it was uh, it was very much a story of penalties uh, there on Saturday afternoon. All three goals coming uh, via the spot. Uh, Alex Cam uh, doing the business for for the home side. Uh, Ten minutes before half time, he he opened the scoring, obviously from the penalty spot. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, once again, Street penalised in their own box, and, and Cam uh, stepped up again and uh, doubled the advantage. Obviously, we've seen uh, it's not always the easiest, is it? Once you've scored a penalty to uh, to psych out a goalie again and and score, but he managed to do uh, twice in quick succession. So uh, all credit to him, and that made it two 0 and uh, yeah, as I say, Street uh, did pull a goal back and uh, it was a penalty of their own. Uh, Phil Ormrod, uh, their top scorer, managed to to, to, to convert from the spot. Uh, but it was uh, no no uh, no late equaliser for them. And uh, as you say, Gleifton uh, going great guns and another, another victory for them. Uh, but Street, a first defeat in quite a while as well. So yeah, big big game and it
0: it, it was a tight affair. And for our next game, I think it's safe to say, tom that they'll be dancing in the streets of falmouth well they certainly were on saturday evening mm. um all 399 of them well probably not 399 i'm sure there was a fair <laughs> few basketball fans but that is obviously a monster gate um so um uh, uh, you know a, a good a good showing from the home side
1: yeah absolutely fascinating stuff this because these these sides know each other pretty well but they played out uh a goalless draw pretty recently, uh, but the uh, the fans didn't have to wait long uh, for the deadlock to be broken in this one, uh, and it was uh, debutant Chris Shepherd firing Barnstable in front, so the away side uh, going ahead in this one. But as you say, Falmouth, um, yeah, they they came out with the victory, and it was Brad Leaver's uh, drawing them level uh, before. Uh, Jake Grange then put them ahead for the first time. So yeah, a good comeback from from the home side, and it was then a debut goal from Ruben Wilson uh, that was wrapping up victory for them. Uh, one of many debutants uh, seemingly that scored on Saturday. So an interesting uh, timing for that. And uh, as I say, but it was Falmouth who who, who claimed the three-one win. And uh, having played each other twice in quick succession, they then meet in the Vars next weekend. So uh, yeah, good, uh, good,
0: good, 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 uh, good boost for Falmouth going into their cup game. Absolutely right. Uh, now, slightly uh, a more routine victory for our league leaders, Helston Athletic. They um, had a a convincing win over St Blaise.
1: Yeah, absolutely, a five nil win. Uh, obviously, as we touched on, Bridgewater going going top of the table on on Friday night. So a uh, little bit of pressure applied to Helston. I don't know if uh, that that really matters in November, particularly for uh, interesting uh, nonetheless. But yeah, they uh, they. Never really in doubt on Saturday, Uh, they uh, stormed to victory. It was Jacob Smith, Dave Barker and Aaron Bentley putting them uh, free up inside 25 minutes. So, uh, yeah, fantastic start to the game for the hosts. And uh, it was then uh, Bentley again uh, completing his brace and then Curtis Damarell rounding out the
0: scoring uh, really late on. So a 5-0 win for Helston over St. Blaise. Now, of course, we have spoken to Matt Cusack right back at the beginning of this season, but I thought, given how well Helston had been doing, uh, it would be a good opportunity to get Matt back on again. And uh, we started off by talking about that comprehensive win over St. Blasey. Uh
2: We haven't really had a, a complete performance across a 90-minute period uh, for a while. And I felt arguably Saturday... Was our last ninety minutes of the season. Now, we had a very good second half uh, forty-five against Bridgewater at home, but I would argue that we didn't repeat that across both halves of football. But Saturday we certainly did, and I thought we were absolutely ruthless and fantastic on the day.
0: Now I've watched the highlights that have been put out on Piran Films, um, and I oh, yeah. I did think you played well. I, I I thought you were the better side, but uh, you know Saint Blaise they stuck to their task, and um, you know they didn't make
2: it easy for you, did they? No, no they certainly didn't and um, they've got a really collegiate bunch there um, you know, they've got two great up-and-coming managers in charge as well who uh, have got them sort of well drilled and um, obviously they've been finding their feet in this division however, going into that fixture we were acutely aware that they've put in some real top performances and, and had some very close results against some of the you know, table-topping guys I think they lost 1-0 to Clevedon um, obviously beat Bridgewater at home 1-0 as well and um, they drew away at Barnstable of 2-2 which would have been a big result back then for them as well so um, so yes yeah, so they've always been in games against you know the, the reputed top sides in the league if you will and um so we knew it was going to be a tough task going into the day uh, and we played them earlier on in the season and we went down to blaze park in 1-1 now and i said to the boys that evening that i felt it was a real big three points because i think they will be a bit of a force at home this year sent blazy um so we knew it would be a tough task and um but I thought we got off to a terrific start, and, and once we got the first goal, we went on, kicked on, got the second early as well, mm. which I think was important. And, uh, and, and yeah, and then we got the third at the end of the first half as well. So, um, so it was a real good first 45 minutes, and um, then we were able to, to capitalise that and repeat that second half. Sometimes you don't always get that. Sometimes you get a bit of a flat second half if you've done so well in the first half. But you know, the boys that came on, um, we made it sort of five subs on the day, and they all came on and, and played their part. And they were, you know, hungry to, to showcase what they could do as well. And they ensured that we, we finished with five goals in the end. And I think we, we missed a penalty in there as well. So, um, but yeah, you know, credit to our boys. Uh, we knew it was going to be a tough task on the day. But, um, yeah, we were absolutely rampant and ruthless. And it, it was probably our, our best performance of the season.
0: Because you have been on a very good run of form um, for the last couple of months, in in particular in the league. I mean, you you you, sit, you certainly feel to me like a more consistent side than you have in you've been in recent seasons. I mean, is that is that a fair assessment of you?
2: Yeah, the league table doesn't lie. Um, obviously, after the victory Saturday, we, we returned to the top of the table, and I think this time last year we weren't um, at the top of the table. We recorded too many draws, and that, I think that's been the difference this year. We've uh, we've won a lot more games than we've drawn, and last year we drew far too many games across the season. Um, and even if we could have turned half of those draws into, you know, to victories, we, we could have gone up another couple of positions in the league. Uh, but but that wasn't the case. And I think this year we've learned from that and uh, we've recorded, you know, uh, far more victories. And that's why uh, we are doing sort of well in the league at the minute.
0: Now, I know you're an ambitious manager and you're managing an ambitious club. So given where you are at the moment and how well you've done in the first half of this season, would anything less than promotion this season be a failure for you?
2: Would it be a failure? Um, I think we'll be hugely disappointed if we don't get out of the league, but it's easier said than done. Obviously, from the first half of the season, if somebody was to say at this point, uh, we go into our Christmas break really sort of this weekend because we don't play. Um, so so we're, uh, yeah, we've got our, our team due or whatever. So we're looking at this as our Christmas period now. And going into that Christmas period Saturday, we're currently sat top of the league. We're still in two domestic cups. So it's been a really good first half of the season. Um, I do feel we're underachieved in the FA badge. Um For whatever reason, it's a it's a competition that continues to, you know, fail me, if you will, or, I, or my my team's team just, just tends to struggle in that. And, and I'm not sure why it happens. I really felt like you know, long on the day deserved their victory, no problem with that. But I felt like you know, the form guide went out the window that day, and I think we were top of our league at the time, and they're about 16th in their equivalent division, and they come down to our place and beat us 3-2. So we, we were disappointed with that, and, and but I think that spurred us on. Um, because the, the game after, we had to go to Falmouth in the, the Les Phillips Cup, and that's probably a fixture you wouldn't pick um, our arch rivals in their backyard. Um, but, but you know we put a, a great performance that evening and came away with a two 0 win. And then we've kicked on since then in the league as well. And I think we've recorded one draw and the rest of them have all been victories um, with a sort of Cornwall Senior Cup win at Saltash as well. So yeah, since that that long leaving disappointment when um, we have. Uh, Performed a lot more consistently and recorded far more victories, and um, so yeah. So coming back to your question, we're we're in a good position right now. Obviously, things can change. Injuries, suspensions um, can impact things. Uh, Obviously, we've got the 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 issue of the playoffs as well. So top, um, you know, first place gets promoted, and then whether second or fifth enter the playoff competition. So, So so you know that that can go any which way as well. I think sometimes. Um, It's not a guarantee that if you finish second, you're going to go up by the playoffs because sometimes, you know, momentum can be with other sides that have perhaps just crept into those playoffs at that point. So that's a bit more of a a lottery. Um, But but yeah, you know, our our ambition when I came into post last year, um, our ambition was to get to the next level inside three years. I feel like this year we're much better equipped than we were last year. Um, we experienced domestic success last year in two cup competitions. But this year, you know, I'm going to make no secret of it, you know, we want to be in a league title race and, and we would love to win this league. Um, but it's easier said than done.
0: Well, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's going to be very tight at the top of the division. So where do you think your challenges are going to come from this season?
2: Well, the league table right now doesn't lie, does it? And, and you know, Bridgewater are right with us. I think they're a point behind. Obviously, they've had a, a bit of a turbulent week in their football club. Uh, So it remains to be seen what what will happen there and how much of an impact that's going to have. Um, It may not have any impact, but there again, it might do. So we'll just watch the space for that one, I guess. Um, Cleveland are having a fantastic season. Um, Whether they would have expected to be where they are right now at the start of the campaign, I'm not so sure. Um, But they're doing fantastically well. I think they've got a big five or six weeks looking at their fixtures, which will probably tell them a little bit more about their title credentials. Uh, We've got to play them early in January as well, I believe it is. So, so so, they're having a fantastic season. But then, do you know what, Ian, beyond that, there's lots of other teams. Um, Barnsley Ball, um, probably remind me a little bit at the minute about a bit like our team last year where they recorded, I think it was five draws, and we were quite similar last year. Uh, but they've just got new management and post there, so I'm sure they'll want to kick on. Um, Buckran looked to have turned the corner and got a bit more form now. It would be sort of remiss of me to discount any other team in this league um, because it is a league where anybody can beat anybody on their day. So if you're not quite at it I've said it many times you can you can come up short against any team in this league so I think the, the sides that I've just mentioned there Falmouth as well obviously they're, they're having a brilliant season and uh, they've got a great defensive record and they had a big victory on Saturday so I think they'll be in the mix as well. So, And then you've got you know, Shepton Mallets as well. We are well coached. Um, so, yeah, there, there, there'll be lots of sides that that will want to have a say in it, I'm sure. Um, lots of sides that will be having an eye, if not an automatic promotion, then maybe the playoffs. I think that's an incentive for many teams this year, particularly if teams have been knocked out of cup competitions and thinking, oh, my season's over now. Well, it's not necessarily because we've got the playoffs now. So we've got sides that will be you know, aiming for those playoffs as well. So, yeah, I, I think the side that I've just mentioned, um, you know, will have a say in the title race for sure. Um, at this halfway stage, obviously, we're happy with where we are right now.
0: I remember watching you last season at Ilfracombe away, um, and yeah. uh, I, that was a draw. And I guess that, yeah. you know, that that given your ambition and given everything that you've said about the development of the side, Really, that game on December the 9th is quite a critical game in terms of converting what were those banana skin matches into something that continues your momentum.
2: Yeah, and it, it comes back to what I said just now about you have to be on it at every moment of the, every game. Um, it can came down to our place in the season and took a two-goal lead and I think should have had a third. I think it was game where they missed a penalty and, and probably should have had a third before half-time. So... Yeah, you we've know, we've got to be right on it that day. Um, difficult place to go. Conditions can make it difficult as well. Um, you know, any which way, whether we win, lose, or draw up there, is not going to determine our our final season's outcome on that particular day. Um, but those are you know games that we want to win this year for sure, like we do every game. But but you're right, it's a, it's a really tricky place to go up there. Conditions can make it difficult. And, you know, I know Clem, their manager, pretty well. And, and you know, he eleven well drilled as well. So, um, so yeah, you know, for us, you know, we, we've got to be at it in every game. If you want to win a league title, um, and, and I'm going to make no secret of that, we, we would love to do that this season, then you've got to be at it every game. And uh, you, you can, not you know, slip up um, sort of several times or even more than that, like we did last year, which is why we finished where we did. So, but this year we feel like we've got a lot more consistency. And, um, you know, we, we are putting good runs together. And so long may that continue.
0: Well, I, I think you're absolutely right. I'm sure everybody listening to this will, will, will agree that, you know, you've got to be at it every game. And you're going to have to be at it every game over that Christmas and New Year period, aren't you? Because you've got Falmouth, Barnstable, Torpoint, Clevedon, all of those games back to back. I mean, it would be easy, I guess, for me to say that could make or break your season. But, I mean, you look at that. It's a mouth-watering prospect for you and to come away from those games even even if you don't manage maximum points I mean that could really put you in prime position
2: yeah absolutely absolutely um, obviously 12 points from that and we're probably in dreamland um, and it'll certainly give us a, a huge platform but you know we will be looking you know, taking each game as it comes. You know, the, the first and foremost, um, we need to concentrate on the Green game and the Welton one after that. Before we worry about sort of Falmouth, um, that'll be a, You know, regardless of they're going so well this year as well, but but regardless of, of league positions, really, that, that's a uh, local derby um, in their backyard on Boxing Day. You know, hundreds of fans will be there. It'll be a fantastic atmosphere. So actually, it didn't really matter where each team was in the league because you know, local derbies. Um, tend to, to go that way anyway, and, and you know it's not just us. There'll be other teams that play in their local derbies as well. So, so sometimes you know they can go either way. Those types of games. Um, but but yeah, you're right. Yeah, that that type of period um, will probably help shape up or um, certainly test our total credentials. Um, but I'd like to think that we've got the squad that can cope with that. Uh, the boys are hungry. Uh, they know what the, the targets are for the year, and so far they've delivered. Um, other than the FA Viz, which I said we were disappointed about, because we wanted a, a deep run in that this year, but it wasn't to be. Is that we need to focus on the domestic competitions.
0: And my thanks to Matt uh, for his time. I, I have to say uh, that, um, as I as I mentioned in that interview, um, uh, the highlights from the game are available on Piran Films, who obviously we've mentioned before on the podcast. Um, filming a lot of Helston's game and um, uh, yeah, I, it's an, it's another very good package um, and I'd recommend that fans um, um, give that a watch because um, yeah, um, always good to see um, Western League football showcased uh, on YouTube. One final game to um, bring you is the uh, match between um, Saltash United and Buckland Athletic. Um, Saltash, in and out of form this season. Buckland, uh, you know, w- w- perhaps with their own inconsistencies, but, um, um, they, they certainly pulled it all together on Saturday. Yeah, they did. And, uh, and just like Helston, it was, uh, thanks to a
1: really fast start, uh, two goals inside the opening 20 minutes from, uh, Ben Carter and Kieran Bridger. And that, that proved to be enough for Buckland, uh, hold, holding on for the, the remainder of the game, uh, not conceding and, uh, yeah, wrapping up a, a tuna win, uh, away at the ashes. So, uh, yeah, good stuff from Buckland again, and, um, uh, good to see them back and, back and winning ways. And now, Tom, a message from our sponsor. Whatever the job, with over 25,000 products in
0: stock and ready to go, you can click, collect and conquer at Toolstation. Now we'll move into the first division. And having spared the blushes of Millbrook, in our Premier Division roundup, unfortunately, Tom hasn't been so generous <laughs> towards Bishop Bishop Sutton. They um, were put to the sword by a rampant Bitten side.
1: Yeah, indeed, they seem to be. Uh, yeah, like Milbrook. they you know, conceding a fair few goals, aren't they? I think we touched on Milbrook last week. So unfortunately for Bishop Sutton fans, it's it's their turn this week. But it's mainly because of the opposition. Obviously, we don't like touching on on heavy defeats, as you say. But uh, I think uh, Bitten's Joe Beardwell uh, deserves a shout out. He scored five on Saturday afternoon. So I think. Uh, individual performances like that worthy of a mention. And, uh, yeah, Bitten running out 8-0 winners uh, and uh, Beardwell scoring five of those. So, yeah, fantastic stuff from uh, from him. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll look to to take this on uh, into their future games. Now, moving on to Brislington, and they had a convincing wing at home to Bristol Telephones. Yeah, absolutely. They seem to be uh, rounding into the form that, that saw them... Uh, with the title last last year and uh, yeah they got interesting game coming up on the weekend which I think we'll touch on later but yeah 4-0 win for them uh, over the phones on the weekend and it was a couple of Uh, goal scoring braces Uh, and it was Jordan Ricketts who uh, was uh, the first man to do such Uh, a couple of spot kicks within the uh, within the first half hour making it 2-0 so another man to to score two from the spot and uh, then it was Jack Fillingham Uh, he scored twice himself Uh, one once at the end of the first half and then uh, wrapped things up after the interval so a 4-0 win for Brislington at home to the Bristol Telephones
0: Now, for the first time this season, we hear from Brislington manager Lee Perks calls Brislington our champions last season in the First Division. And I started off my conversation with Lee by asking him if the game was as comfortable as the scoreline suggests.
3: Yes, I'm led to believe it was. um, At this moment in time, I'm serving a a band, a stadium band, so I wasn't allowed to go to the game. But um, obviously, I was ringing my assistant as the game was going on. And he was obviously letting me know what the score was. But yeah, he he seemed to think it was, uh, you know, we were worthy winners, 4-0. So yeah, it it, it was a comfortable win for us.
0: Um, Because you've been on a fantastic run of form um, of late, although there was that blip against um, Cadbury Heath. Now, given what you've just said about your ban, I I don't know whether you managed to get to that game either.
3: No, i never, to be honest. That was... um, um, I'm serving a four-match ban, and that was—I um, think that's, that was the second one. So I've still got one more to go. So I wasn't in that game either. Uh, but yet again, I was in dialogue with uh, with my assistant, and uh, basically, he just said that we weren't the races that day. He, he, he even knew before we went out that we were going to lose. The mentality wasn't right. And fair play to Cabrera, um he said they, you know, they, they were a good side, and we ended up coming stuck. So yeah, I mean, that, that you know, just the way it is at the moment. Well,
0: looking. At- things in a more positive light i mean you're fourth in the table at the moment we're about halfway through the season are you are you happy with the way things have gone so far
3: yeah i mean we are just under half, half a game to, you know but it, it was the same sort of situation we had last year really uh we started off slow last year we lost off i think after six games we lost a couple of games and we drew a game so things are really just the same as they were last year um to be honest we've we only lost four games last year and only drew two, and at this moment in time, we've lost four and we have drew two, and there's no way we're going to go all the season without dropping any more points. So, But yeah, to be honest with you, like I said to you last year, if you can remember, we were sort of in the same situation in the league, I think, ran about third or fourth this time last year, and it wasn't until, I think it was January, we got to top of the table, or top of the league, and we managed to stay there. So like I said to you before, I I I'm happy where we are. I I'd rather be chasing. Um and we we just take it from there and just see where you know, where it ends up.
0: I mean after the highs of winning the league last season, were you worried that your side, you know, you couldn't get your players to go again?
3: Not really, to be honest, because you know, we 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 like I say last year we wanted it at to come the end, they disrespect respect to anyone else, but we did. Um obviously I spoke to everyone at the end of the season, they all want to go again, we obviously we couldn't go back up because of the, the voluntary medication we took. Um, so we basically said, we, you know, we got to go again. I, we all knew, and I knew, it was going to be a different situation this year. It was going to be harder, which it has been. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I managed to keep 99% of the players. I've added a couple to it. But, yeah, it's certainly harder this year. Everyone knows sort of how we try to play, so everyone comes with a game plan. Um, and, yeah, it, to be honest, it's more enjoyable for us this year, to be honest, than it was last year, just because games are harder. Um, you know, it, it just seems it is, a, it is an harder season this year. But like I say, I'm happy for where we are at this minute in time. Obviously, Porter's Ed are doing really well. You know, they're a bit of a, a surprise as well. Radstocker up there are doing really well. Cribs Reserves, I think, there's a top three. So we're chasing them down. So like I say, we've got plenty of games to go. Loads more points on the board. And then we just see from there. Obviously, we've got two very important games coming up next now. We've got Wells. Uh, on uh, tomorrow night on Tuesday and obviously we've got the big game if they want to call it a big game on Porter's Head on, uh, on Saturday.
0: Well we'll come to that later in the interview but it's interesting okay. what you were saying earlier in that question because I mean inevitably being the reigning champions it will put a target on your back and it sounds to me like that's how you're finding it this season.
3: Yeah obviously yeah I mean everyone wanted um, you know everyone want, wants to beat us uh, I know mean, everyone wants to win a game of football I understand that. But I think when it, when it comes to BRIS everyone do seem to um, throw up their game against us. To be honest, I prefer to play away than at home because we go away with no sort of, you know, we just go and play. And when we're at home, it seems to be everyone wants to try and beat us. And like I say, it gets a bit harder. And like I say, we have dropped super points this year. We, we, we've we lost four games and probably rightly so because we, we, on them four games, we didn't turn up very well. And we drew a couple of games. But, you know, like I say, it's a long season. Um, loads of games to go. I'm sure if we can um, kick on like we did last year, around about now, I've got um, you know we we we, there's no no reason why we can't win it. Obviously, we're chasing down Porters Ed. You know they're ten points you know uh, on top of us. We've got a game in hand, and I'm I'm sure they will. You know, there's like I say, a lot a lot of football to.
0: So from what you were saying earlier in the interview, it sounds to me like you're focused on retaining uh, your title, but I guess. Um, promotion would be you know, would be something that you would be pleased as pleased with as well.
3: I mean yeah of course we, you know we want to win it of course we do same as the other teams who are, are around us want to want to win it but um, you know if we don't win it and, if we, and and we can get in that playoff situation, then if that's the way we, if that's the route we've got to go through then I'm sure we, we can be geared up to you know, to win it through the playoffs but like yeah like I say I mean what we're looking to do. We're looking to get promoted um, to see, you know, where it ends up, where it takes us, and what happens next year. I don't know what's going on with the leagues all the rest of it yet. Yeah. But like I say, yeah, we, we we were geared up to go up to go up last season, but we never. Um, hopefully, we can. Um, we if we don't win it, uh, we can go up for the playoffs.
0: Because I remember our conversation last season, um, and I know that you said that you know the situation regarding the club off the field. You know, the club was in a was in a much better place, and that if if it meant the travel that was involved in the in the Premier Division, you know, that you you felt that the club could cope with that, and, and you still feel that that's the case.
3: Yeah, I mean, we'll have to, you know, you know if we 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 want to get promoted, we want to go up. All I certainly do as a manager, and I think um, I've got the backing of the rest of the committee. Um, and we've had a year off, we've had better gates, the, the club's in a better place, um, you know, so we, we want to get back up to um to step five. And hopefully if we can do that this year, then all well, you know, all well and good. If we don't, then we'll have to try and do it the year after. But like I said, yeah, the club's in a better place. And I think for us, we need to, to get back to where we possibly, you know, possibly belong. Uh,
0: now then, you mentioned it earlier in this interview, Wells away and then Portis head at home. It, it feels like this could be a season-defining week for you.
3: Well, it, people might you know, people might say if we lose against Wells and we lose against Porter's Z and you know, we're we're done and dusted. But we could win against Wells and we could beat Porter Z and then we can fall, you know, we can lose the next game after that. So like I said, a long way to go, yeah, it's a massive week for us, being obviously one Saturday. Um, we've got another game tomorrow night against Wells and obviously uh Porter Zed. and if we can come through that without any loss, then we're like I say, we've got more points on the board. And then uh, we, we, we just need to kick on from there onwards as well, really. But like I say, it's a big club. Sorry, a big week for the club. And I don't feel we can come away with, um, with the six points. And my
0: thanks to Lee for his time. Now we'll move on to Hengrove Athletic against Wing Canton Town. And I know you. this is coming. You can feel it coming, can't you, Tom? <laughs> Wincanton was certainly at the races. <laughs>
1: they were I was I was I was just waiting for that and uh yeah they they definitely were on Saturday afternoon this is uh yeah probably probably the standout result going away from home and 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 putting six past Hengrove uh having having come off a pretty heavy defeat in the cup midweek I know they were playing a. Uh, a Premier Division outfit uh, lost lost six 0 to Mallet, but yeah, for Wincanton to to rebound as they did is is good stuff, and they seem to be scoring a fair few goals of of late. They've put uh, put quite a lot of goals uh, past some some pretty top sides, so I don't think Hengrove need to uh, to bow down too much from this result. But it was uh, yeah, it was a bit of a mauling to be fair. Five goals in the first half, they're absolutely irresistible before. For the break, uh, Matt Garner, uh, their leading marksman, he he opened the scoring in about the 20th minute or so, and then from there on for the for the rest of the opening period, they were yeah pretty unstoppable. Connor Williams uh, making it two nil with a free kick. Uh, there was then a header from Gary Chapman uh, before Jamie Thompson. Uh, he scored twice right at the end of the first half, a pair of excellent goals, uh, making it five nil at, at the break. Uh, Hengrove did stem the tide a little bit with a penalty early in the second half but it was uh, uh, then down to Thompson uh, to make sure that uh, yeah he could take home the uh, the hatchery ball uh, I'm not sure if that happens at this level but um, he did he did put three in the back of the net so uh, yeah, top stuff from him and uh, the Wafts running out 6-2 winners away at Hengrove
0: I'm sure he, he can take the match uh, ball back as, as long as he pays for it I was about to say I'm sure, he's, probably uh, I'm there.
1: sure he's been buying plenty of pints this week let's have to put it that way the way that it
0: works. Uh, yeah. And finally, um, one last game in the first division, the game that I was at, Radstock Town. we at home to Cadbury Heath. And, um, well, I, I can introduce this one in no other way other than saying it does feel to me that Radstock's r- luck might well be running out. Cool. Yeah, it was a bit, that was probably the, the surprise
1: result of the afternoon, I think, uh, uh, definitely in terms of uh, league position and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, second place Radstock. Ah, uh, going down to a two one defeat at home to home to Cabri Heath. Uh, and it was only a a late consolation from the spot that that stopped them uh, getting shut out. So uh, yeah, um, incredible result for for the Heath. Uh, twelve minute effort from Josh Haynes putting them in front. And then it was Callum Woolley uh, scoring on about the uh, just around the hour mark, uh, put them put
0: them out of reach. And uh, yeah, that was a uh, yeah, top stuff from the away side. Yeah, it was um disappointing day at the office from Radstock's um, perspective. I'm sure the, um, uh, I know that they had injuries, um, in, important players out, but equally, uh, uh, Cabri Heath, I know were were also um, uh, depleted. And uh, they had a young man in goal who I thought played exceptionally well against, you know, a side in Radstock that put a lot of pressure and um, particularly on set pieces, you know, don't make it easy for goalkeepers at Southfields, And I thought he acquitted himself incredibly well. Uh, and, you know, on the balance of play over the 90 minutes that I saw, I, you know, I did feel Cadbury Heath were the better side. So um, um, so well done then. But of course, you know, we can't talk about Radstock without talking about award winning halftime hospitality. And I had uh, the most incredible <laughs> chocolate and mint Aero cake, Ooh, lovely, um, which was absolutely out of this world. So, mm, um, you know, it. every every cloud has a silver lining, <laughs> I <laughs> guess. <laughs> Uh, We'll take a look ahead at the week coming up and those are the fixtures really that are going to be played on Saturday the 2nd of December and of course it's all about the FA VAR's third round. I'll give you a quick rundown on those fixtures. Barnstaple Down entertain Falmouth Town. Brixham, they're at home to Downton. Uh, Weld City, they have a trip away to Hamworthy United. Clevedon Town are on the road to Hartbury College and Bridgewater United, they travel Uh, to my fair county of Wiltshire, where they will take on Royal Wooden Bassett. Um, Probably would have been better if we'd have had a few more teams at home, particularly Mm. at this stage of the competition. But fingers crossed, obviously, for all of our sides. Um, I guess we know that either Barnstable or Falmouth will be going through to the next round, but um, hopefully... Hopefully, we can get as many teams through to the next round of the Vase as possible. Um, so we'll look at our own football. There is still plenty of games to be played um, in both divisions. Um, Tom, what game has caught your eye in the Premier Division?
1: Yeah, slightly reduced uh, list because of the uh, the cup games. So I've gone for the the only game involving a couple of top half sides. So we've got uh, Tourpoint hosting hosting Shepton Mallet. And yeah, I think this probably, is is to be fair, the pick, pick of the game. So yeah, see how it see how it pans out. I quite like the look of uh, how Torpoint are doing at the moment. So yeah, they get another another home game. So let's see how it see how it goes for them.
0: Well, I'm going for Street against Welton Rovers. Welton Rovers did very well at the weekend on their travels. They got a point at Brixham, um, but um, and they're. At- got a well they're a little bit closer to home on Saturday Street isn't a million miles away um not exactly what you'd call a derby but but certainly Mm -hmm. um relatively close to home Street of course they will have been disappointed by um the defeat that they suffered we know that they don't suffer that many um so I'm sure both sides will be thinking that they can get something out of this game um so that's um uh, that's my pick and what about in the first division Tom what game has caught your eye there I've gone for the biggie. Uh, so Porter's head, um, nice,
1: nice eight-point lead atop to the division now after after Radstock's slip. Uh, they uh, take on, well, they travel to take on Brislington, obviously, last year's champs. So uh, champions potentially elect. I know we're only about halfway through the year, so a little bit early to to, to tarnish them with that. But that's uh, that's probably the way they, they they look at themselves at the moment. So, yeah, that is a, a mega game. Uh, Brislington, as we touched on, rounding into, into great form, I would say. Big win on the weekend. Couple of recent uh, one-sided results uh, in their favour. So yeah, I think this should be a uh, yeah big big old game. And I don't think these sides have met yet this season. So uh, yeah, definitely another chance for head to lay down a marker. No, that's right. Just looking at the fixtures they play towards the end of the year. So uh, yeah, this should be a should be a tasty affair.
0: In fact, you've reminded me of something, a point I wanted to make earlier in the um, in the podcast. I, 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 towards the start of the podcast, I made a point about saying about Josh Thomas, of course, who one of our, our journalistic friends um, and his coverage at the Nausy and Tickenham and, and Bridgewater United game. Well, he was also he was probably the busiest man in the Tall Station Western League this weekend because he also um, covered the, um, uh, the Portishead cheddar match. Uh, Again, did some really good interviews that you can find on social media. What I didn't do earlier was actually tell you how you find him uh, on social media. It is J.D.P. Thomas. Um, so that's at JDP Thomas. Of course, Josh writes for the Western Mercury and I think the North Somerset Times as well. Um, so um, um, that's where you can find his work. But anyway, I thought it was really excellent coverage and it's really nice to see a journalist going out of his way to cover Toolstation Western League football, not just on a Friday, but also on a Saturday. So um, I, I thought that was worth a shout out. Anyway, let's get back to the fixtures. And um, I'm uh, my choice is going to be Cadbury Heath against Shirehampton. I was very impressed with what I saw from Cadbury Heath On Saturday, I think that uh, they look to be in a really good um, run of form. And we know Shirehampton have had um, a um, uh, a, a difficult, um, they're coming through a difficult time. I think this is going to be a test for them, but it's going to be against a side that, again, is quite local. Um, to them, and uh, I think that they'll be up for this one. I really do. So Cadbury Heath against Shirehampton, I think that will be a real battle, possibly for two different reasons, but I still think it will be very competitive. Right then. Um, We did the league tables, Tom, um, uh, last week, and we've also um, done the goal scorers recently as well. So I think we'll probably um, park park those um, for the time being. We'll come back to them when there's been a, a little bit more league and um, football played over the next week or so. Um, so um, we have of course been reviewing your excellent work in the Tool Station Western League bulletin. Can you tell the listeners where they can <laughs> find it?
1: I can do my best. That is on the uh, Tool Station Leagues uh, official website, toolstationleague.com uh, It's on uh, the easiest place probably uh, to get onto the homepage and then scroll down a little bit and it's uh, just on on the on the homepage there and uh, yeah you can click on that and and uh, download and read your hearts content. That comes out every week.
0: Brilliant, Tom. Thanks very much for your time. And I look forward to catching up with you on next week's Tool Station Westernly Podcast.